Welcome to the Brave Church Podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us. Wherever you're listening from, we hope you're encouraged and inspired by today's message. So if the ultimate purpose of your life is to make a difference, what does scripture have to say about this? Look what it says in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17 through 19. It says this, command those who are rich. Turn to somebody and say, you're rich. (laughs) I know some of you are like, yeah, right. But the reality of it is, is that you are rich. All of us are rich compared to so many people in the world. In fact, they they say that if you make $25,000 a year, that you are in the top 5% of income earners in the entire world. You're rich. It just depends on what perspective you're looking through. And so scripture says this, command those who are rich. And so really what scripture is saying is this, command those people, teach those people who are rich, which, which means this, teach people who have really more than they actually need to live. How many of you agree? That's all of us. And he says, teach us in this present world. I love it that he says in this present world, really insinuating that there's this present world, but could there be also another world? Now, some of you are like, I told you there was Mars. I told you there's aliens. No, no, that's not what he's talking about. What, what, what he's saying is this. Command all of us in this room who are in this present world not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God who richly provides for us everything for our enjoyment and command them to do good, to be rich in what? In good deeds and to be generous and willing to share you ever gone out to eat with somebody maybe it's a spouse or a child and they don't like to share their food come on is there anybody here like you like to share come on let me share your hand you like to share anybody here like when you order you're like don't touch my food come on be honest it's all right yeah there you go come on it's so funny god will sometimes put the shares with the non-shares let's just go all right along right now And be willing to share. In this way, you will lay up treasures for yourself as a firm foundation for the coming age. So he says this present world, but there's a coming world too, another world, so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. You know what's so interesting in 2 Timothy Timothy begins to teach us this concept that, in fact, Jesus talked a whole lot about. Jesus spoke a whole lot about this one word. If you've been seeing on social media, we've been advertising this one word that can motivate your life. This one word that can just unlock unlimited potential in your life. Jesus talked so much about this one word. In fact, most of the New Testament is about this one word. If you have your notes, would you write this word down? That one word that can motivate you more than any other word is this word called heaven. You know, we don't talk enough about heaven in church. I don't know why, but we, we just, we don't. And, and it's so powerful because heaven can really motivate you and I in how we live today. That's why in scripture he goes, something greater than so consumed with this present world. Because there is a coming age. There is something greater than this world that is coming. There is something greater in this world that you can look forward to. Is there anybody that is so thankful that this is not all that there is? But man, there is a heaven. And you know, the reality of it is, is that sometimes we don't want to think about heaven because we, 
heaven has gotten a really bad reputation. Like many times people, when they think about heaven, they think about harps. They're like, I don't know if I want to go to heaven and sit on a cloud and be a fat cherub. Listen to choir music for eternity. Now, how many of you know that's not heaven? That's hell. But, but scripture, scripture tells us, listen, that heaven is going to be a party. It is going to be more than you could ever dream of or imagine. In fact, scripture has so much to talk to us about heaven. But, but, but here's the reason why sometimes we live this life now without thinking about heaven later. And the reason why is because heaven, even though it's an incredible place, even though heaven is why we do what we do, write this down in your notes. When I lose my why, I end up losing I lose. You see, when I lose my, my why, I lose my way. If you think the reason why you're on this earth is just to make as much money and just to grow your business and just climb that corporate ladder and just to buy that house, nothing wrong with those things. Do those things. But that is not why you are here. And many people lose their way because they have forgotten their why. They, they forget why. Why am I here? Why out of 7 billion people on the planet did God choose me to be here and alive at this time in this city right now? There is a reason why he has you here. Many times we lose our way because we lose our why. In fact, in your marriage, sometimes in our marriage, when we begin to have problems, it's because we lose the why of why we got married. You forgot, man, we are in wedding season at Brave Church. Like, we've done two weddings this weekend. And it is crazy because every wedding is so completely different. Like, different styles, different things. But you know what is so unique, but yet the same about every wedding? Is that when you are up here, and this weekend, I've been up here many times performing weddings, and of people here at Brave, it's awesome and incredible. You know what? They are up here, and there's tears, and they're reading their vows, and they can't even get through their vows, and they're so in love, and they're looking at each other, and she's looking at him going, oh, you complete me, and he's looking at her saying, when will this ceremony end? <laughs> and... Um, but then life happens and we lose, we lose the why. We forget why we chose this person to marry. And when we lose our why, guess what? We begin to lose our way. It's the same thing with our faith in God. If you're not careful, your faith in God can grow cold. And it's not the pastor's fault. It's not your church's fault. When your faith grows cold, it's because you lose the why. You forget why you gave your life to Christ. You forgot why you just said, man, God, I want to go all into you. And when you lose your why, you begin to lose your way. I guess what I'm trying to tell you today is this. It's in your notes. There is more to this life than this life. And that's good news for somebody that's here today. And maybe you're struggling and maybe life hasn't been great and life isn't great now. And man, maybe this is like great news and you're like, well, that's good. I'm ready for Jesus to come back now or I'm ready for heaven right now. There's more to this life than this life. In fact, I would say to the person who's here and everything is up and to the right and great and everything's just peachy and it's Christmas and you're happy. Let me just say this. Um, heaven ought to motivate you not to settle in your life. Don't settle. 
In fact, what I'm saying is this. Many times, if we're not careful, we will make a big deal about little things. What heaven does, it brings things into perspective. Heaven is the big picture. Heaven is the why we do what we do here at Brave Church. The reason why we're open on a Sunday. The reason why Love Week and we're all over the place. The reason why we give a legacy offering. The reason why we serve is all about this one word called heaven. It is a reality because we understand that there is more to this life than this current life. In fact, look what scripture, scripture says in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 11. It says this, he has set, speaking of God, God has set eternity. Everyone say eternity. Empire equals eternity. He has set eternity into the human heart, which means this. Even an atheist who would be here, maybe even here today, and they're out there in the world, an atheist, scripture says this, that there's no such thing as an atheist. An atheist says, I don't believe in God. And God says, well, that's not true because I've put in every single human alive this thought of eternity. So that means even the most, like, straight-up atheists, they wonder at times about eternity. They wonder at times, what's going to happen when I die? Because Scripture says this, that God put it in every single human being alive. That's why sometimes when you're just on your way to work or you're sitting at home or you're sitting at your computer and all of a sudden this random thought comes in your mind, oh man, what's going to happen when I die? Come on, you ever been there? Like some celebrity dies and, or someone that's in the news and George Washington, or not Washington, George Bush. Thank you. <laughs> he was almost as old as George Washington, right? <laughs> George Bush, like, he dies. And it's funny, I read that, and the first thing I think about is, oh, I'm going to die too one day. And what happens is this, that, that thought in your heart comes from God. God put it there. In fact, Hebrews 9, chapter 27 says this, man is destined to die once, and then after that, face judgment. Now, now let me tell you something, because that can sound like a scary scripture, right? I could be like, oh man, welcome to Brave Church at Christmas. You're going to talk about judgment. Good, okay. L- let me tell you what this is going to be. Scripture says this, that when you and I take our last breath here on earth, you and I, both of us, we will stand before God. Every one of us. We're going to stand before God face to face. It's called the not going to be there. Your husband, your parents, your kid. You're going to be face to face with God. And it's called the judgment. There's two different kinds of judgment. And God's not going to judge you. He's not going to sit there and say, I'm going to judge you for your sin, your mistakes, all the bad things you did, all the times you said yes to me, and all the times you walked away. But he he says this, I'm going to judge you, and I'm going to ask you two questions. You might want to write these down. and They're not in your notes, but you need to know this. The first question God's going to ask you is this, what did you do with my son Jesus? Like, remember you were at Brave Church? Remember they talked about Jesus? And and, and they gave you this opportunity to respond to him? What did you do? What did you do with Jesus? And then the second thing that God's going to ask you is this. What did you do with your life? Like this life that I gave you in Miami. What did you do with it? You know, there's this saying in culture, and I get it because um, the saying, it looks good on hashtags, but you may have heard this the saying, and the saying is simply this, YOLO, come on. <laughs> you know, um, thank you, Drake, but... Um, the saying is, you only live once. I mean, that sounds so good, like when you hashtag it, like people are like going skydiving, and then they, they, they skydive, and they're like, YOLO! <laughs> or, or maybe like, like they're about to buy a car that they really can't afford, but man, they just bought into this money. Man, YOLO! 
careful if you buy into that theology. Now, listen, I know, I know I'm not the only voice of influence in your life, but I have a voice of influence in your life. And, and I thought, I understand that, that saying YOLO, but, man, there is, theologically, I disagree with it. And because I have a voice of influence, I wonder if we could get trending another phrase here today. Um, and it's simply this. Yolt. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I know I'm not as cool as Drake, but, um, you know, yolt is you only live twice because, in fact, Hebrew says this. It is destined for every person in this room to die once. But then after that, you're really going to live. It's called eternity. That's why Jesus says this in Matthew 16, 27. Can I give you some scripture today? Matthew 16, 27. For the Son of Man, He's going to come in His Father's glory with His angels. And then He will reward each person according to what they have done. Now, what we are not saying is that you have to earn your way for God's grace and for his salvation. In fact, the scripture of today that I read popped up on a a notification on my phone spoke about that you and I cannot pay for grace. You can't pay for salvation because if we could, then we would brag to each other. We'd be bragging about our salvation and, 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 and all of those things. And so in, in this earth that we're living in, Scripture says he's not going to reward you for the things you do for the kingdom necessarily in this earth. But he says this, when you cross over and you stand before God, God says this, I'm going to reward your life based on what you've done in this life. So, so in other words, what he's saying is this. I'm going to pay you back for every cone that you set up in the, the parking lot. I'm going to pay you back for hammering in those signs. I'm going to pay you back for serving in kids' ministry. I'm going to pay you back for being on the host team. I'm going to pay you back on the cameras. All of the things that you've done for me in the next world, when you cross over into heaven, I'm going to pay you back. I'm going to show up with a reward for you. You know what he's saying is that the thousands of people that are dying for Christ all over the world, you may not have known this, but thousands of people are dying even today for their their relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus says, oh, you need to understand every single thing that you've done for me in this life, I'm going to reward you for it in heaven yeah yeah that's why this concept is so big for us and so today I want to give you several empire principles if I can because we've talked about living a life of legacy and of empire really legacy is simply this what are people saying about you after you're dead and gone Merry Christmas but what, what a greater time of the year to be thinking about this, right? Like at a time of year, watch, where we, we will put things on our credit card like crazy and we will spend out of our minds and we're doing, and, and really, I understand and we give gifts and do that, but man, we make such a big deal about little things. And if anything, I'm trying to keep you from losing your mind this Christmas so that in January, you're not looking at your credit card bill going, what were we thinking? So let me give you some empire principles, some things that are going to outlive you. Number one is this. You have to realize that I'm just passing through this life. 
I'm just passing through here. I'm not a full-time citizen of America, of this world, of earth. I'm just passing through this thing. See, Philippians 3, 18, verse 20 says this. Many people live as enemies of the cross of Christ. And their destiny is destruction. And their God is their stomach. Now, that's not talking about, like, a food appetite. That's talking about that their God is their stomach. They were only living for today. They were only living for right now. Feed me now. Give me now. I want now. And he says this, and their glory for living that way is shame. And their mind is set on earthly things. But our citizenship. The reason why we live the way we do. The reason why we serve, the reason why we give is because our citizenship is not here on this earth. Our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a savior from there. The Lord Jesus Christ. Can I tell you, this is why we should not focus on the things that divide us, but we should focus on the things that unite us. Because it doesn't matter what nationality you are. That's really not your citizenship. It doesn't matter what your skin tone is. That really doesn't define you. We are all one citizen of heaven. So scripture goes on to say this in Hebrews 11, 14 through 16. People who live this way make it plain. That they are looking for their true home. Come on, he's talking about generous people. People who are thinking about heaven. They're looking for their true home. They were looking for a better, a far better country than that heaven country. Come on, doesn't that sound like a Hallmark card? They were looking for heaven country. You know what that's saying is that God's looking for people who won't settle. God's looking for people to say, hey, come on, break out of the Miami mindset. I love Miami. I'm Mr. Miami. Break out of it, though. There's There's more. Than getting caught in the cycle of just false pretenses and a facade and everything's glamorous. No, 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 no. No, no, no. We're living for something bigger than this earth. We're living for something bigger than our latest social media filter. We can come on. We're living for something. It's called eternity. Here's the second thing. Listen, we have to understand I'm just passing through because my time on earth is short. Man, and the older I get, the more I realize that. Man. Look what it says in James 4.14. Is this okay with you guys? This may be deep for a Christmas thing. That's okay. Next week we have hot chocolate, cocoa, all kinds of cool things. Elves are going to be jumping around. It's going to be awesome. But I I, I feel like we need to teach this. Come on. James 4.14 says this. Your life is like the morning fog. It's here for a little while and then it's gone. Psalm 90.12. Teach us to number our days and realize how few they are. Help us to... Spend not our money. Help us to learn how to spend our days as we should. Well, how should we spend our days? Write this down, number three. By understanding that I should make the most of every opportunity. In other words, here's what I'm saying. This life is just a test. This life is, some of you didn't understand why you're going through what you're going through. Because you know what? I mean, you're passing a test as you endure circumstances, as you endure 
bad things in this life, but you keep pressing on and you don't quit and you don't give up hope. You don't understand. You're in God's classroom and you're passing the test and you're about to graduate. Oh man, you're about to graduate with honors. You're, oh, I told myself I've got to teach this today. So, tranquilo. Let's go. <laughs> I should make the most of every opportunity because you, you, need to, you need to understand you won't get the opportunity to help people after this life is gone. So all we have is right now. All we have is this moment. All you have is today. Pastor, what are you saying? What I'm saying is scripture says this, that man, our days, we don't know when, how. So, so today is your day to go to begin. This week is your week to say, you know what? It's the last week of dinner parties. I've been hearing them announce it. I know I need to get connected. Just do it. Today is your day to make a difference. That's why Ephesians 5, 15 through 16 says this. Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. Why? Because the days are evil. So, so let me help you and give you three practical ways that you can live an empire life. Come on, are you ready? Are you with me? Come on, next week's hot chocolate and candy canes. Here you go. Number one is this. How you do this today practically, because I want to give you some practical things. How you do this is number one, is go through life looking up, not around. Go through life looking up. Keep your, keep your head towards heaven. No matter what happens at work tomorrow, you know what? Don't look around at what's happening around you. Get your eyes off of politics. Get your eyes off of CNN. Get your eyes off of Fox News for a minute. Stop looking around and start looking up to say, you know what, God? I want my life to matter. I want my life to count. So, God, I'm going to look to you. I'm going to look up, and I'm going to focus on what really matters. I want my life. To make a difference. Number two is this. If you're going to live an empire type of life, you have to give up something now for something you want later. Come on, how many of you know this is good? Even just practically, this is good when you're working on your budget. This is good when you're trying to be fit. Come on, how many of you know if you want a six-pack later? (laughs) Instead of a keg? Come on, pass the cupcakes now so that you can have the six-pack later. I'm talking about six-pack of abs. Some of you are like, Pastor, what? <laughs> I just got to clarify because if not, I'll get, I'll get tons of hate emails going, Pastor, I can't believe you just endorse people like that. No, no, listen. That's why Matthew chapter 6, 19 says this. Don't store up treasures here on earth. Why not? Because moths eat them. Rust destroys your car. Thieves are going to break all up in your house and steal your flat screen TV. I hope that doesn't happen. But scripture says this. Store up treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy. Thieves do not break in and steal. And some of you have actually like been in church for a little bit and you wonder why like you don't love Jesus as much as the person in the, the row sitting next to you. Because I know, I've heard people say, like, I don't know why I don't have the passion. I don't know why I don't love church the way, the way 
like other people do at Brave Church. This could be the reason why. Because he says, wherever your treasure is, that's where the desire of your heart will be. <laughs> that's why a friend of mine, he, he is a Florida Gators fan. Come on, Florida Gators fan. And um, we've got one here in the room. Let's go. And, and, and my friend is, is a pastor in, in Tampa, and he's a Florida Gators fan. And he, man, he's been a Florida Gators fan for his whole life. And scholarship to FSU. And um, so now he's like paying money for her tuition. And, and I saw his truck as we were talking because I, I, was, I was amazed that he was an FSU fan because he's got stickers everywhere. He's got the license plate. He's got an FSU flag. And I'm like, bro, what's up with FSU? And he's like, when I started paying my daughter's tuition, all of a sudden I started loving FSU. You know why? Because that's where his treasure was going. Where your treasure is, that's where your passion's going to be. That's why some people are so passionate about building the kingdom of God because they are invested in it. That's why some of us are like, I don't even really care. Because we're not invested. We're spectators. We don't care. Add five services. Take five services away. I don't care. But when you are invested in heaven, when we're invested in seeing people make heaven their home, all of a sudden everything matters. Man, we begin to put stickers of Brave Church on our car. We take these invites, and man, we're looking for opportunity. Do you know why? Because we are invested in kingdom work. We say, well, how do I, how do I, how do, I do that? Number three, let me give you this, and then we're going to close. You have to choose to intentionally make a difference. I'm going to choose. I'm going to intentionally make a difference, which means this. You have to have a plan for giving, a plan for serving, and a plan for how you're going to get your friends here next week and for Christmas. It's going to happen intentionally. How many of you know it will never happen accidentally? You won't accidentally give. You won't accidentally serve. You will not accidentally just give an invite or start inviting your friends and family. We have to be people who we live to intentionally make a difference. How do we do that? Write this down in your notes. By intentionally sharing our resources. That's what Legacy Sunday is. We're coming with our best offering. Again, no pressure. If you don't want to give a penny, I still love you. You're welcome here. There's no pressure. But here's the thing. We believe that, man, we're going to invest in the kingdom, and we're going to be passionate about the kingdom. But here's what I mean. You have to have a plan for your money, which means this. If you don't have a budget, you need to get a budget. How many of you know you're not going to automatically save money? Because when you get paid, all of a sudden, all the ads come out. Have you noticed, like, you don't see any ads for, like, Macy's, Nordstrom's, Marshall's, and Walmart until you get paid? It's like they know. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like you got that bonus at work, and all of a sudden, Lexus comes out with this unbelievable lease deal. You don't like Lexus? Okay, BMW. Honda. You have to be intentional with your resources. What does that look like? Check this video out of some friends of ours here at Brave Church, of how they learn to be intentional with their resources. Check this out. I'm Leanne. And I'm John. And this is our story. So we started coming to Brave Church in March of this year. And shortly thereafter, um, Pastor David and Christina offered the 90-day tithing challenge. And... 
had tithed before, but John Hatton and wasn't quite as on board. I'll freely admit I was a little skeptical at first, for sure. So we did, and towards the end of that challenge, I kind of just started praying, okay, God, you have to do something big because this challenge is almost over and we haven't really seen anything. And I went ahead and tithed on John's paycheck. And then the next week, tithed on my paycheck on Thursday. And the following Tuesday, I got a check in the mail from Baptist Hospital that said I overpaid something. And the amount of the check was my exact tithe plus 10% of John's. And for me, I mean, that was a pretty pretty big hook. I mean, Leanne and I are no different from anybody else. So the concept of, you know, freeing yourself from an extra couple hundred dollars each week, um, it's a tough pill to swallow. And, uh, you know, one of the immediate rewards you get is, you know, kind of the, the spiritual rewards that come from it. You know, you're kind of taking this thing that, you know, like our whole world is essentially built around and you're kind of turning it on its head and you're turning it into almost a personal testimony to yourself about how important God is to you and your wife and um, to kind of make that your priority, not just giving 10%, but giving the first 10%. Um, You know, it it resets your priorities and it it really changes how you just kind of look at at everything. This past uh, Thanksgiving, we went to go see her family in Georgia and um, we were approached to do this video the week prior and... I was talking to Leanne on the way back home and, you know, I said, I almost feel guilty that we don't really have anything significant to kind of talk about. So literally the next day I I got to work and um, to kind of back up a little bit, I'd taken a a management position at my company uh, about three months prior. And the nice thing about this job is that it came with a a pretty sizable manager's bonus. Um, Unfortunately, I was told that I wouldn't be eligible for this bonus until probably around April of next year and going back to this past Monday I log in at work and I read an email from my boss basically saying you know hey thanks for all the effort you know you did great these past three months Uh, appreciate everything Uh, by the way you know here's your manager's bonus and you know Leanne talked about you know testing God you know that was me I didn't even realize it, essentially testing God. Our tithing hasn't just become a habit. It's not something that we have to remember to do anymore. Now we don't miss it. Another thing that we were praying about on the way home and what to give on Legacy Sunday because I wanted to give more and above and beyond. Um, But I didn't have a piece about it because I felt like what we were going to be able to give wasn't enough. And again... John got to work on Monday and got this email about this bonus and that's going to allow us to actually give double what I was was thinking about giving. It really changes your heart and while we were excited about the promotion and of course the raise, the first thing that we were excited about and we can't wait to see is to give back and to see what God can do at Kendall Campus where we serve and we just can't wait to see him multiply that and and move mountains with with our giving come on isn't that incredible let me give you just two more how can we be intentional in making a difference how about this by intentionally sharing my time like my time 
which means this. You know what? I've been thinking about serving. I've been thinking about getting involved. You know what? I'm going to be intentional about this. I'm going to look at my schedule and the busyness of my schedule and the busyness of my routine. But, man, if I don't decide now to make a difference for eternity, how many of you know if you're not intentional, that time will never come? Because your life will always be busy. Our lives will always be filled with things. I believe that this Christmas is a great time for us to say, you know what, I'm going to be intentional with this. And I'm going to get on a team. I'm going to get on the dream team. I'm going to be a host. I'm going to welcome people as they come in the door. I- I've got musical ability. I'm going to join the team. I'm going to, I'm going to serve and be intentional. Here's the, here's the third thing. Listen, simply this. I'm going to be intentional by sharing Christ. Like, I'm going to be intentional that the next Sunday, listen, at Legacy Sunday, we're going to have tons of guests. And just so you know, you're like, well, I don't know if I want to bring all my guests. And then we're going to be, like, pushing money and doing a special. No, no, listen. The Legacy Offering is going to be, because we're talking about it today, it's going to be something that you're going to, if you blink, you're going to miss it. Next Sunday, we have prepared it so that people are going to see hundreds of people graduate from Brave Life. I'm going to give a short message, a clear, compelling message about Jesus Christ. And you have the opportunity to be intentional this week to invite every single person you know that needs to know Jesus to be here at church next Sunday. Come on, 10 o'clock. This is the opportunity to do that. So that means you got to be intentional. That means you got to get these invites. Come on, Christmas is a great time to invite your friends and your family. I told the team, put every invite that we own out on the tables. We think, I think we have 10,000 invites on the tables. Come on, grab a stack. And this week, say, you know what? I'm going to be intentional. Why? Check this out. Let me close with this. Because this life is not all that there is. You were created to make a difference in someone else's life. Do you believe that? You're not an accident. You're not too far gone. You're not too rebellious. You're not too crazy for God to love you and use you. Oh man, you're here today to hear that word over your life. God has put purpose in you. He has put inside of you. Come on, listen to this. I know you hear me say, people are like, Pastor David, you say that every Sunday. That's because many of you, your parents never said that, and I've got to make up for lost time. So every Sunday that I get you into this room, I'm going to tell you that you have a purpose. You mean something. Your life means something. Your time means something. You are not a waste. So come on, would you close with me in prayer? Realizing that, you know what? I'll never miss what I invest into eternity. I'll never miss the money that I invest into eternity. I'll never miss the time that I've served here because it's making a difference in eternity. I'll never miss out on an invite that I give because, you know what? Someone's going to say yes to Jesus and they're going to make heaven their home. And today, God, we realize the importance and the severity of this knowledge that we know that, God, you are so rich in love and mercy. God, You've promised us a reward, but God, even if there's no reward, our reward is seeing that people are crossing the line of faith. 
God, I thank you that Brave Church, every Sunday, people are saying yes to you. Every Sunday, people are crossing over the line of faith and they're surrendering their life to you, Jesus. Today, God, I pray that every one of us will live with the reality of heaven in our hearts, that this is not all that there is, God, but Lord, that there is more to come and it's something that we can look forward to and it's something that we can live for. It's something that we can give our lives to. It's empire. It's empire. Empire is living for eternity, God. So I pray that we will live our lives to make an eternal difference. With every head bowed and every eye closed today, if you say, Pastor David, would you pray for me? I want to make sure that I'm good with God. I want to know that, that heaven is waiting for me. I want to know that my relationship with Jesus is right where it should be. If that's you, you say, would you pray with me? On the count of three, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand as high as you can and put it right back down. One, two, three. Come on, lift your hands. So many. So many. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. You can put your hands down. Come on, church. Can everyone in this room pray this prayer with me? Say, Jesus, today I ask you to forgive me of every sin. Thank you, Jesus, for the free gift of salvation. I didn't have to earn it, but you gave it to me. So today I say yes, and I surrender to you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Come on, Brave Church. Let's give God a shout of praise today. Come on. Thanks for joining us for today's message from Brave Church. For more information or to get in touch with us, visit us at bravemiami.com.